Let's get to our next gift. The Formula One's around the corner, and David Croft is the voice of Formula One. He's thanks to Powerful Airport Liquor, home of the hardest to find wines, beers, and spirits. Life's better with your pals. Well, it's exciting. The Formula One here in Australia again. Can't wait for it to begin this weekend. And we've got, well, the voice of F1, Sky Sports, David Croft. Crofty, welcome back to Australia. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for sending the rain as well. It's absolutely tipping it down uh, here. I in reckon Melbourne. you brought it. <laughs> Seriously, it makes me feel like home. It was raining when I left the airport 24 hours ago. <laughs> Only the best that Melbourne can deliver, I tell you. Well, let's hope yeah. it clears up for the weekend and we get some really good racing. Hey, I've got a, a, a crazy mate that's going over uh, for the F1 from Adelaide to Melbourne, and he yeah. sort of said to me, "Look, can you can you ask Crofty this?" He said. Uh, now, the DRS zone, the fourth one's been changed. The, the old turn nine and ten, this zone scrapped, he said, yep. last year due to, due to safety. He said the reintroduction could provide some exciting racing. Do you think we might see the lap record broken? Um, well, that's asking a bit, to be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, do I think we could? Um, it depends, doesn't it? Uh, at, at the moment, the Red Bulls seem to be the only cars that... Uh, are capable of breaking the, uh, the the lap record here. They've got yeah. all the speed uh, this year, the majority of the speed. And chances are, already one of them is going to get to any DRS action whatsoever uh, during the race um, because the other one's going to be out in front and probably won't get any DRS. Uh, but I would certainly hope so. Uh, the, the thing is, the thing with the DRS, though, it, it was introduced last year. We took it out on the Saturday and Sunday because it wasn't quite right. But there's more downforce gone on the cars this year, hence the lap times are getting faster again. Uh, and I think it's going to aid overtaking. Uh, I really do. And that's the main thing uh, for that DRS. We had more overtakes last year than we did uh, the year before. 27 on-track passes last year, compared with 17 in the previous three Australian Grand Prix. See why we needed, um, mm. you know, uh, uh, to change the rules and regs a little bit. See why we changed the track and, and remove that chicane at turn nine. Uh, the track was, what, 2.6 seconds faster last year. There's a chance we can break the lap record. But even if we don't, the thing about this extra DRS zone is it should keep the cars closer together, give us more wheel-to-wheel action, give us more chance of overtaking. And I think that, more than speed, is what we want to see, some good, honest overtakes on the track. What about the two Red Bull drivers? Um, <laughs> any, any love there? I think there's a lot of love there. But there's also a rivalry. Uh, well, that car fierce, is head and shoulders above. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, the thing is, when you know you're in the car that is better than anyone else, as, say, Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg found themselves in at the start of the turbo hybrid era, and then uh, Hamilton and Bottas after that, um, when you know that that car could possibly and probably be the championship-winning car, as much as you love your teammate, you know that he's the one standing in the way of you becoming world champion. So there's always going to be a rivalry there. Now, I think there's a healthy respect on both sides, but they both want to be champion. Only one can be champion, so they're never going to sit down and have a picnic with each other after every race, (laughs) because after every race, one or other of them is going to be a bit upset because the other one's beaten them, if you know what I mean. Um, (laughs) What I want to see, though, is is smiles between them because they're driving the best car, and smiles from Maxis out occasionally because his son is leading the world championship. Uh, so let's not be a bit grumpy when he comes second from time to time. <laughs> but, you know, Sergio Sergio is, is, is a very fine teammate for Max Verstappen. Uh, and as it stands at the moment, standing in the way of a third world title for the Dutchman, 
whether that stays that way for the rest of the year remains to be seen. But I don't mm. think uh, I don't think they're going to be sitting down talking about the weather, shall we say, at the next few races because they know they want to beat each other. They'll be finding yeah. ways to do just that. Crofty, what I find really interesting, George Russell from Mercedes has pretty much said Red Bull will win every single race this season. Now, surely that's not healthy for the sport. No, and I don't think it's right either. I don't think that they will win every race this season. Due respect to George on that one. I'm sure his team are working very hard to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, is it healthy? No. Um, are we going to complain about it? No, because Red Bull have done a better job than anyone else. And we didn't complain about it when Mercedes were winning all those races in the, uh, the start of the turbo hybrid era. It's just sometimes people get it right and sometimes teams get it wrong. Mercedes are going back to the drawing board, literally, and in kind of four or five races' time, we'll see a very different Mercedes. Aston Martin will continue to develop their car. It's a fine car at the moment, uh, just as a little bit draggy. needs to get rid of that drag. And then, you know, we might see a bit more competition between Aston Martin and Red Bull. Ferrari will get their act together, surely, um, on the track. But they've got a bit of a way to go, too. Uh, so I think, I think with a 23-race season, I don't see one team winning all of them. Um, maybe if we only had 16, it might be a different story. Uh, but we'll, we'll see more competition as the year goes on, especially with the, the restrictions now on, on wind tunnel testing time, whereby, you know, Red Bull get, well, 63% of, of, of the maximum because they had the penalty from last year. Aston Martin have got 100% up until the summer when it gets recessed again. And that will help Aston Martin catch up a bit quicker. Now, speaking of a career renaissance, former world champ Fernando Alonso, he's been the massive winner of all these changes in the off-season, hasn't he? You know, he's been flying. Yeah, well, absolutely. Great to see as well. He's, he's happy. He's uh, got a spring in his step, and he's showing us that he's lost none of his ability uh, on the track too. Uh, this time last year, came to Albert Park. He had a, a really nasty accident in qualifying. Could have, could have taken pole uh, that day, but he had a hydraulic failure had an accident, damaged both hands as well, and was suffering with that right up until August. But he's fully fit at the moment, and I think he's finding he's finding a new love uh, with this Aston Martin team. He's settled in really quickly. Uh, I have it on great authority that he's taking the whole team out for uh, uh, for an, uh, an evening somewhere in Melbourne this evening. So if you're uh, you know if you're coming to Melbourne, you're lucky enough to see Fernando. He'll be with the whole team, saying thank you to them for providing him with a car that for the first time in a long while is giving him a realistic possibility of winning races. And that's great to see. Hey, David, uh, we've got some F2 and F3 action here, uh, which is yeah. exciting for the petrol heads, which is great. Some Aussies that will be uh, appearing, young Tommy Smith and Hugh Barter, but also a Jack Doohan, of course, Mick Doohan, very famous mm. here in Australia. Mick Doohan, famous everywhere around the world. Um, and a, a terrific human being, as is his son, Jack. I've got a lot of time for Jack. Um, he's come up into our commentary box and uh, we uh, we exchange chat, sometimes about Married at First Sight Australia. We're both fans uh, of that, to be honest. I'm still reeling from Series 9. I can't watch these Series 10 yet. I, my heart rate still needs to calm down uh, on that one. Seriously, oh, I mean, what was going on at the end of that? It, it, <laughs> this concept of marriage had flown out the window. Um, but yeah, um, some great Aussies on the track in the support races. But look, we all know when it comes to uh, when it comes to support and it comes to the most popular driver on the track this week in Melbourne, uh, Oscar Piastri is going to win that one by a mile. Correct. First time we've ever had a Melbourne driver drive in a Melbourne Australian Grand Prix, and I think he's what the fifth. 
Australian uh, driver to, to race in an Australian Grand Prix in the World Championship. But the first one from Melbourne, you know, he, he grew up just a stone's throw away from the track. His family, his three sisters, the rest of the family, they'll all be there to cheer him on. Um, he will never have experienced a weekend like this. Win or lose, uh, he will get the adoration and the adulation of the crowd. And I hope he enjoys every second of it because he deserves to be there. He's a fantastic racing driver. And we're going to see Oscar Piastri in F1 for many years to come. Well, I must ask, Aussie driver Dan Ricciardo doesn't have a seat in the F1s this year as a main driver. In your eyes, can he return to a team in the future? Um, I was talking to Damon Hill about this the other day, uh, 96 world champ. He gives it 50-50 for Daniel Ricciardo to return to F1. I think that's about right. As good a driver as he is and, and as good an asset as he is to Red Bull, and he is an asset, not just commercially. He's got a very busy uh, program with the sponsors, but also in the sim uh, in Milton Keynes, working hard on, on setup and, and finding the best way to run their car. Yeah, he still wants to be on the track, but but where would he go? Is there is there room at Red Bull? Not at the moment, but we'll see how the Verstappen-Perez relationship plays out. There's no room at Mercedes, Ferrari, Aston Martin for him. So where else is there on the grid? You can't go back to McLaren. Alpine would be unlikely. Alfa Romeo, Sauber, Audi, or as they might be called in the future. There doesn't seem to be room there either. Alfa Tauri would be, you know a step back to the team he first started at. And I can't really see that because they're the, the team bringing the younger drivers through uh, for the senior Red Bull team. Williams haven't got vacancies either. Alex Albon, Logan Sargent doing a, a fine job there. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> Ferrari, no, they're not going to take him either because they're happy with their driver lineup. I think he's going to find at the moment that the seats just aren't there for him over the next couple of years, by which time he might be three years out of Formula One and then, you know, very difficult to take on a Daniel Ricciardo who, who won't be a young man in racing terms anymore and will have been out of the game in terms of competitive racing for some time. So, look, this, we'd love to see Daniel Ricciardo on the grid, but 50-50 at best, I think, is his chances. Brilliant. Um, now, to an adopted South Australian, uh, Valtteri Botas, uh, apparently spends more time in South Australia than our PM, so he's, <laughs> he's been very busy. Uh, we're just, uh, just wondering whether we could see him moving over with the team to Audi. Uh, yeah, there's a thing. Did you adopt Valtteri Bottas before or after the mullet? That's the big question. Was it the mullet that won it? I think it's an influence. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> I, I love it. I, obviously, for those that don't know, Valtteri's partner, Tiffany Cromwell, comes from South Australia. Um, yeah, she She's making a late dash to get over to, to see the race. She's got races and training to professional cyclists uh, and, and a fine professional cyclist in her own right. Um so she's coming over, but her family are going to be there as well. So uh, he is going to be the adopted uh, man for the weekend. Is he going to stay with a team when they become Audi? I don't know. He's on a long-term contract, though, uh, with the Alfa Romeo Sauber, as they are at the moment. He's doing a fine job for them. They say they found something with the car that wasn't right in Jeddah that they've put right, so he should be more competitive for this weekend. You know, he's a former winner, of course, at Albert Park. Uh, I'd like to see Valtteri Bottas do well and score points because I think... You know, he deserves to. He's a super driver. And I think he's starting to have a bit more fun in his life at the moment, which is brilliant to see. You know, he's finished and therefore a little bit quiet and a bit reserved. Uh, but bit by bit, that's, that's kind of changing uh, now. And he's becoming a little bit more Aussie with every bite of a meat pie that goes down his throat, to be fair. Um, <laughs> and, and, and that's just fabulous to see because he's still a great racing driver, too. So, uh, 
yeah, there'll be, there'll be a corner of Albert Park devoted to, to Valtteri and his mullet, I'm sure. Uh, and he's, he's even got his own hospitality suite uh, here this weekend, which is a massive wow. sellout, and you can't even get a ticket in it. But what you get for that, I don't know. Whether you have to wear the mullet, you know, put the singlet on, drink BB, I don't know. <laughs> um, what you get with a Valtteri Bottas, uh, with a Valtteri Bottas hospitality suite. But is it me, or is Valtteri Bottas a dead ringer from Jackson? Uh, for Jackson from uh, Married at First Sight Australia Series 9. So <laughs> 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 separated at birth, those <laughs> You're a hard man. Hey, mate, it should be a cracking weekend of racing there in Melbourne. Uh, enjoy. Before you go, give us a tip. <laughs> I would be highly surprised if it's not two Red Bulls and an Aston Martin on the podium. But, yeah. you know, looking at the weather as I am, and it's still it's still raining. It has been since uh, since the crack of dawn. There's a bit of rain forecast for the weekend. It's going to be cold. Um, you know things things can happen that that change the course of a race or a world championship very very easily indeed. So for an outside bet, um, I'll give you Lewis Hamilton in the top three in qualifying. Definitely if it if, if it rains, um, Lewis Hamilton in the top three. Uh, and maybe to, just to put a bit of spice to it all, Sergio Perez got close to Max in qualifying last year. Maybe he could go one better, get pole, and, uh, and, and go on and win the race. I'm, I'm well, trying I to keep it. it optimistic and light for you, but if it's the staff <laughs> winning from pole, don't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Hey, mate, uh, my friend that's over there just said, look, uh, head over to the Schumacher stand, and he'll get uh-huh. you a beer, but it will be in a glass, not a shoe. So good luck, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. I'll try and find it. There's 400 odd thousand people coming this weekend. Getting anywhere is going to be a bit of a problem. But I'll try my best. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're a good man. David Croft, the voice of Formula One for Sky Sports. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Take care, guys.